Hallelujah. in you Lamb of God we celebrate you Elion once again this day our eyes are on you Jesus our Lord our King our hope is in you our faith is hunkered on you this morning oh hallelujah this is the day you have made, Father. You've ushered us into another day. Into another season of the unveiling of your intentions and purposes and counsel. Oh, we have come, Lord, to the stream of your spirit. We've come to be washed. We've come to be cleansed. We've come to be purified. We've come to be sanctified. He says, sanctify them by your word, for your word is true. Thank you once again this morning for the ministry of your word that sanctifies us, that separates us. Hallelujah. We honor your name, Lamb of God. We celebrate you this morning. This is your place of rest. You and the ark of your might come into your house, come into your place of rest this morning. We rejoice in you. Lord, once again, we offer our lives to you as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. For this is our reasonable service. This is our ultimate duty and call of worship. That we continue to behold you, to stand before you. He said, these are the ones who have a standing before the Lord. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wheresoever he goes. For their garments are not stained. Hallelujah. We keep our eyes on you this morning. Even as you have invited us, we have come, Lord, to partake of the meal, to partake, oh God, yes, Father, of the living water, of the ministry of your word. Cleanse us, wash us. Lord, once again, we have come. We bind our heart, soul, and body unto you. We're married to your will and purposes and intentions this morning. Your counsels find inroad in our life. We pray once again that you gain expression, you gain ascendance over every area of our life. You rule and reign over our life this morning. You rule and reign over our minds, over our thoughts. Yes, we cast down this morning thoughts and imagination that are not in line with your will and counsel. We bring our soul, yes, to the place of submission. We ask you, Christ, be king over our lives this morning. Reign. Take your place. 
take your dominion over every being, over every aspect, over every thought, over every desire, over every counsel. We proclaim this morning, you are the one that is leading us. You are our great shepherd. You are our great leader. Lead us to the place of your intention. Lead us to the place of your prophetic mandate. Lead us to the place that you have will for us today. Not our will, not my will. But your will be done. Jesus, you taught us how to pray. You taught us how to pray. You said we must pray our Father who art in heaven. Hello, where be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Lord, in the day where the earth is gravitating towards the will of man, to the, towards the will of human system, we declare, we proclaim this morning that Lord, our will, yes, is in consonant with you. It's, it, our will resonates with you. Our will surrender to your will this morning. And we know that what you will for us is the best hallelujah and so we yield to you we align to you this morning in every area of our life oh god in whatever condition or position you've called us to represent we surrender our minds we surrender our lives we surrender our desire we surrender our preference we surrender our perceptions we surrender our perspective we surrender what we call knowledge wisdom we lay them all down all that we are and represent we lay them down before you we ask you come lead us teach us teach us your ways Feed us with wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Open our inner eyes that we may see. Touch, oh God, our minds, almighty God, that we may comprehend. Touch our sight that we may see, oh God, with clarity this morning. We honor you, God, that as we engage this day, we know that we are engaging, yes, a realm that is imparted, yes, by spiritual activity. So, Father, we proclaim this morning that we will not go, oh God, yes, unprepared. We will not go unready. We will not go, oh God, naked. Clothe us this morning with your presence. Yes, clothe us with your presence. Clothe us with your presence. It makes all the difference. We don't want to live outside your presence. We don't want to live outside paradise. We don't want to live outside the garden. Oh, Father, we declare this morning that we make our way back to you. We turn to you. We turn to you. We look unto you this morning, our redemption, our hope. Christ, you are. That in the midst of the crisis of our day, that we are the company of them whose eyes, whose mind, whose thoughts, whose philosophy, hallelujah, I am drenched, drenched, oh God, yes, but the values of your kingdom. We look unto you this morning, Jesus, our hope. You are our song. You are our joy. You are our strength. You are our peace. Our heart is set on a journey. Our heart is set on a program. It is you that we have come to see in Zion. In the place of perfection, you perfect every aspect of our life. You are the joy of our song. You are the song that we sing. You are the water, yes, that we drink. You are the food that we eat. Feed us until we want no more. We honor you this morning. Take your place. Wash us. Cleanse
cleanse us, purify us, renew us, refine us, continue to use, yes, the challenges of life, the challenges, the crises of life to align us, continue, yes, to use what we claim is painful and difficult to bring us to the place of perfection, to bring us to the place of purification, to bring us to the place where we are ready. As Esther, oh God, went through nine months of preparation, yes, of cleansing. Ah, Father, bring us to the place where we are able to stand, yes, before you without blemish, without wrinkle, without spot. We want to have a standing before you. We want to fully represent, yes, your divine intention in our day that there is no area of our life that interferes, oh God, with your desire, with your counsel, with your purposes, oh God, with that which you desire to do. We don't want an interference. So continue to walk, continue to walk, touch our lips. Yes, oh God, yes, take the coal of fire this morning. Cleanse, cleanse us, wash us, oh God. Yes, Father, purify us, bring us to the brook, bring us to the place of your river. Continue to wash us with Aesop, oh God. And we may be worthy to stand before you holy in righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. We celebrate, we celebrate you. We are the company of them, oh God, yes, who have made their journey, who are making their journey to that place in you. Who can come to the heel of the Lord? We are the tribe of them coming to your heel. Yes, because we have a contrite heart. You have, you have sanctified us, therefore we can come. Father, you pray, Jesus, you pray, Father, sanctify them. Ah, this morning, Jesus, because you've sanctified yourself for us, we declare that we are sanctified. We can stand worthy and holy unto you before you this morning. We thank you. We rejoice in you. We celebrate you. Thank you for this word that is cleansing us wherever we are, wherever we are gathering and joining this broadcast. I pray this morning that the word of God will wash you, will cleanse you. I pray that the word of God, yes, this morning, yes, will be your song, will be your desire, will be your priority. I pray that the values of your life will be sourced, yes, from the very, yes, heart of God, from the very throne of God, that you will not seek your own. You will not seek just to want to preserve your own self, that you will throw yourself, you will plunge yourself into the dealings of God and say, God, have your way in my life. Every aspect, every aspect of my life that you have not found, yes, worthy, that you have not found ready, continue to deal with those areas. Continue to deal with those areas. Use the circumstances of life. Use people. Use your word. Use your vessels. Use all that you can use. Bring me to the place of total compliance. Bring me to the place of total submission. Continue, yes, to purify me. Continue to remove the dross in my life so you can have enough, oh God, yes, silver to use in shaping the sword that your kingdom, hallelujah, will advance with. Your word must become flesh and life. I want to be an instrument, yes, that has a standing before you. I want to be able to see, I want to be able to hear, I want to know, I want to understand, I want my life to reflect your desire and intention at every spot, at every hour, every minute, at every second. I want to be able to walk in total, complete obedience, hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Friends, if you're joining me this morning, welcome. Welcome to the Potter's Gate. I want to thank God for the nature of heaven's 
coming into our day, into our time. The Lord has been speaking to us that this is a time we need to look unto Jesus. And that is very, very deliberate because what we focus on would either take our energy or drain us. Amen. What we focus on would determine what, amen, we are going to, you know, respond to, how we are going to respond in life. So it's, it's very critical and crucial that we focus on Christ so that we know how to respond to the crisis of the day. We focus on Jesus because, you see, when situation begins to pan out, whatever, amen, defines us, whatever is in us, we define how we're going to respond. And we've, we've seen, amen, in the past few months, you know, few weeks, how amen, the church and the world has been responding to the crisis of the day, you know. Opportunity has been offered to us to show Christ, to reveal Christ, to show what's on the inside of us. But alas, we're showing something else. And it's for this reason that they are calling us that our work, amen, has not been found. Yes, to be fully, you know, tried. So we have to come back to the place where right, the silversmith is doing all he can, amen, to remove the dross. They're removing the dross. And sometimes, most time to remove the dross, they will require fire. I want to draw your attention to one or two scriptures this morning, even as we begin to engage, amen, the nature of this season. Heaven is really speaking to our hearts powerfully. Let's, let's look at James chapter 1. I just want us really to pray this morning. I really want us to, you know, to, 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 to spend, you know, a, a few times just seeking God and praying and receiving direction. All right. We want to receive direction. We want uh, you know, the, the Lord really wants to bless us. Like he gave us a word. It was it two months ago, last month. God wants to, amen, in this season, really bless us. Why? Because he wants to display certain glory. He wants to reveal, amen, certain dimension of, 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 his, of, his, of his majesty on earth. But he cannot just use anything. No, he, we, he must find us ready and worthy. That is the standard of the kingdom. So let's not defy the day, hallelujah, of our training, of our preparation. Let's say yes to his way. Let's say yes to his design, his intention. James 1, James was encouraging the brethren. He said, consider it pure joy. I was looking at that word this morning. And it, it, I mean, it struck me, you know, like a brick. Consider it pure. The word consider is that it's not, but you need to consider it to be. In other words, you've got to change your perspective. You've got to change your attitude. You've got to you've got to change how you look at things. You've got to change how you see things. You know, our perspective defines all right, our motivation. Our perspective, amen, influence, affects all right, our motivation. How you look at things defines the emotion, amen, that you invest. Amen. You, you, you can be having discussion with people. The way you look at that person, amen, will define and determine the emotion you are going to invest. Have you thought about that? It's a consider it. It means that, you know, looking at that thing, you know, just with face, face value, uh, does not demand, does not, you know, you know, require that you express joy. That thing, that thing says, you know, be sad. That thing says, or, you know, uh, you know, be disappointed. But they say, no, you need to consider what you're looking. Pure joy. I mean, that's a state of maturity. That is, that is a condition of maturity. Maturity, amen, is, is being able to see things in a, certain, in a certain light. That's maturity. Maturity is looking at things and say, well, what I'm looking at, amen, uh, does, not, does not require me to respond in a particular way. 
what I'm seeing, amen, require me to, to, you know, to respond in a particular light. Amen. That's maturity. You know, immaturity is you look at things, you react to the thing. You look at people, you react. Amen. The way you react to me is the way I'm going to react to you. But maturity says before you react, you wait, you consider. That's a power of restraint. Hallelujah. Are you listening to this? It's a consider it, not just joy, pure joy. Joy is what you express, amen, when you have achieved or you have received or there's something, amen, great or, you know, you have fulfilled something that, you know, that gives you a sense of, you know, accomplishment. That's joy. Joy, amen, is expressed when you feel, wow. It's a, it's a, it's a manifestation of fulfillment, of satisfaction, Consider it pure joy. Joy, amen, is you know is a release of you know of of emotion, a pure emotion, amen, positive emotion. I mean, you're going through a difficult situation that wants you to express you know negativity, doubt, fear, disappointment. No, they say no. You consider that in pure joy. Can you see that we look at this scripture? And we just think, oh wow, yeah, yeah. No, no. There's more to it. When you consider something, it means that you've changed your posture, you've changed your perspective, you've changed, amen, your attitude about that thing. You can be in in pain, and you consider that pain, amen, as 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 God's dealings. That even in this pain is there. You know how we look at things, how we consider things, amen. It defines our response. In fact ends up end up end up you know you know put us in a place where we ended up in the hospital because of the way we consider things two people can look at you know the same issue and you get two different response consider it pure joy if we are going to you know live a day live a time in this end of days amen where we are we're thriving we're breaking through it has to do amen with the quality the essence of how we look at things how we handle things consider it pure joy brothers and sisters when you face trials of various kinds who, who does consider a trial as joy no no and the reason we do that is because we are not growing spiritually. You know, it's, a, it's important that uh, we begin to redefine and we begin to understand what it means to be spiritual. One of the definitions of being biblical, biblically spiritual, amen, is to be mature. And we know that spirituality are in levels. We know that the scripture talked about 30-fold, amen, yes, 60-fold, and then 100-fold. Hundredfold at those, amen, who live in a perpetual, you know, presence of God. That will, no matter what you do to them, like we read of the early church, these people they went through the most, you know, terrible time. They, I mean, they were thrown in lion to, to lions. They were fed, you know, to lions. All kinds of crazy, terrible things that you can ever imagine happened to them. But these people were filled with joy. How do we get our spirituality? How do we get our faith, amen, to that state? That what we are going through, what, amen, we are being buffeted with does not tamper with, amen, the state, the condition of our spirit, man. I like that. 
because the reality is to say we are not going to face this thing is a lie everybody's going through crisis the world is filled with crisis we live in the falling world like we said yesterday the world that we live in is falling everything is cascading government are collapsing peace treaties are falling apart people are insecure there is all kinds of things those are the manifestations amen of the falling wall but it's even increasing because we now live in the end of days what manner of men we ought to be in the days of his coming somebody tracking me this morning consider it pure not just any kind it's a pure joy a joy that has been refined you know when something is is pure they say that thing is 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 of the best it's been tried it's been tested there's no spot there's no wrinkle there's no blemish it's pure every sediment has been removed there is no girl in you. When they look at you, everything that flows out, amen, is of the order of heaven. I mean, it's a father, don't pray, you take them out of out of this world, keep them, but help them, help them to know, help them to live from that order that is heavenly. Our life ought to, ought to be amen, heaven reflected on earth. Our home, relationship, marriage, children, amen. Everything that our life represents ought to be a manifestation, a reflection of heaven on earth. We ought to be, amen, yes, a little expression of heaven on earth. Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters. Whenever, whenever, whenever. Did you say that? Whenever you face. Not just you face it once, amen. You whenever. You know, in other words, this should be the attitude whenever you face many trials because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Perseverance, hallelujah, is a fruit of the Spirit, is a character, hallelujah, of kingdom regions. Perseverance is the ability, amen, yes, to be going through, amen, resistance, yet you keep going. Uh, perseverance, amen, is, 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 is facing, amen, yes, test trials you know you know challenges but you are still going you've got this mindset this attitude that says i don't give up i am going to continue to persevere i will continue to show up you know yesterday night we had a wonderful time we finished to 12 i, I went to sleep to one and uh, you know i was just really enjoying my sleep and i heard the voice of god say get up get up get up I needed to encourage my people again this morning. I said, but Lord, but yesterday we just get up. Immediately I knew that this word, amen, yes, is like a recap. And it's like, you know, a, a topping up of what we dealt with yesterday. And immediately I jumped up. Hallelujah. I know. Because God, amen, is encouraging somebody this morning. God is using this word, amen, to bring clarity, direction, hope, you know, to steer somebody's faith. I don't have to feel like wanting to do it. <laughs> when you hear the joyful sound of the Spirit, you jump up. Consider it pure joy. I pray this morning, friends, that we will all consider. We will learn to consider things, amen, through the eyes of God. 
consider it pure joy. We learn to consider situation, circumstance, relationship. We learn to consider, amen, whatever it is. Listen, the earth is not just about making money. The earth is about showcasing, hallelujah, the glory of God, the intentions of God, the counsels of God. And that's why we say we've got to have kingdom mindset so that in whatever we're doing, whatever we're faced with, amen, our sole agenda will be to manifest Christ, to reveal Jesus in that area. Raising a home, you're raising the business, amen. Yes, you are you're pursuing a career, hallelujah. Yes, you're you're moving up the ladder, the corporate ladder. It should be to show fit, to show forth, to manifest Christ in that area. It's not about us. It's not about us, it's not about you, it's about the glory of God, amen. He said, consider it pure joy. Let perseverance finish his work so that, amen, you may be what? Mature and complete is the same word used in two different, amen, yes, term. That you may be mature, complete. Look at this. Lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. This word lacking nothing, amen, speaks to the fruit of the Spirit. You lack nothing regarding the fruit of the Spirit. You lack nothing regarding, amen, the expression, amen, of the manifestations of the gift of the Spirit. Listen, the gift of the Spirit I utilize, I use as the Spirit, as the Lord desired them. But the fruit of the Spirit must all be found intact in your life. Your view, your, your understanding, the way you look at life must align to the lens view of Christ. So how do we come to this order where we've been tracking it? In Luke, excuse me, in Revelation, we see earlier how the Lord brought brother John into a dimension that is heavenly even though he was going through the most amen tedious the most painful the most trying the most amen you know a challenging period of his life he was on the island of patmos like we have said you see it's easy to look unto jesus when everything is fine everything is in their right order everything is you know in their right state when everything is working out for you it's easy to say well i'm looking unto jesus but that is not what they're calling us into in this season because they know that the nature of the days we're living amen are designed to shift our focus are designed to shift our focus through pain through trial through persecution through resistance through rejection yes humans naturally when they are faced with you know crisis and and, and traumas we tend to focus on that thing another solution and that's why we stay longer in the situation that's just how humans are wired John was on the island of Patmos and it's on that island they gave him this profound revelation it's on that difficult painful season of his life every aspect of his life was being buffeted his emotion his soul was under you understand yes turmoil 
it's in that time that they gave him this revelation i hope somebody's seeing what i'm saying i hope you're understanding what i'm trying to pass across that how how we bring ourselves how we're able to bring ourselves to the point that even in the most difficult times we're able to hear god we're able to see his will we're able to understand his direction is a sign of maturity this is the revelation of jesus christ listen the revelation of jesus and manifest like i always say christ is revealed within the crisis of men christ is revealed within the challenges of our day within the challenge the more trial the more you know temptation or test you go through and you are able amen to keep your focus on christ the more you qualify to become indeed a leader hallelujah in the prophetic unveiling of the things of the spirit this is the revelation of Jesus which God gave to him to show his servant what must hallelujah what must soon come to pass look at that what must soon come to pass it has not come to pass he made it known oh friends there are things God wants to make known there are things God wants to reveal to you now there are things about your life, amen, about the future. There are things, amen, yes, about, you know, your career, your calling. There are things about your ministry. There are things about your home. There are things about your manhood. There are things about your womanhood. There are things about, you understand, yes, what is going to be panning out within nation that God wants to reveal to you, but he needs your attention. And God wants your attention in times where, all right, it seems as if you're, you're unable in times when you feel pain, in times when you feel amen, need, in times where you want to, you know, give up, in times where you just want to cast your head down. That's the time God, our Father, needs our attention the most. That is the time where his kingdom wants to come near to you. Because that is the time where the enemy feels you are vulnerable. But that is the time God says, my strength is perfected in your weakness. I want to showcase my glory through you. You see, these are kingdom value principles. We can talk kingdom if we don't understand these basic, you know, realities. If these fundamentals are not enshrined within the core structure of our of our existence, of our belief system, we can just talk kingdom till we grow blue in the face. Nothing is going to happen because the kingdom of God earlier gets to manifest within the context of the trials of life. The kingdom of God gets to be revealed within, amen, the pain, hallelujah, of our life. Within, amen, yes, the need of our life. Within the contradictions of our life. That's when the kingdom of God gets to be revealed the most. The best time to reveal the values of God is when you don't feel like, like I said, the best time to pray is when you don't feel like praying. Because pr prayer was not designed to be motivated by emotion. They can never build, amen, yes, a prayer life on emotion. Because our emotions are unstable. You can be very happy today and tomorrow you wake up sad. <laughs> so, they are building our spirit to come to a position where, alright, how we respond to life is not based on, alright, an emotion that is not built on the values of biblical truth.
Emotions are given to us and they are good and they are designed, hallelujah, yes, to express the realities of God, the realities of Christ. If emotions are not good, Jesus will not weep. Bible says he wept at the tomb of Lazarus. He wept. He wept at the unbelief. Yes, of the nation of Israel. He wept. And yet, he's a, he's a giver of joy. These are all expressions of emotion. But how we use, how we understand and how we use our emotion are the things they're calling us into. The enemy has hijacked our emotion, has hijacked amen, our concept of you know, feeling. That's why the concept and the idea of humanity today is unstable. That's why the Bible says a double-minded person is, a, is unstable in, in all his or ways. Double-mindedness is a, is a reflection, amen, of an unstable emotion. You can't count on people. You can't trust them. You can't believe them. Today they say, Hosanna in the highest. Tomorrow they will, the same people will say, crucify him. The world today, amen, are being, re, are being ruled, amen, are being, you know, controlled and influenced, right, by leaders, political leaders who understand that people, amen, are unstable animals. Particularly when the time, all right, like like we see now, as as you know, as election period, election season comes in, you know what they do? They start playing on on our emotion. They start playing on our emotion, and we react. And you know, human beings, when you when you touch, you know, certain spots in their life, they know they can predict how they're gonna respond. How many times they've tried to use that on Jesus? And they realize that he's not he's not bold, he's not responding. They came at one time, you know, out of emotion. We make you king. He ran away. Because he knew that the same people who want to make him king are the same people, amen, who are gonna remove him when somebody else comes and says something else. Many of us, amen, we claim to be spiritual, but we have an unstable emotion. We have an unstable emotion. You promise somebody something. Let something negative happen to you. Immediately you change your mind. That's unstable emotion. The circumstance can make you change your mind. The pain can make you turn, you know, turn against God. What happened to the disciples? They were disappointed. Disappointment is an expression, amen, of an unstable emotion. Jesus knew the heart of man so he would not commit himself. You can't make me king. You don't know what it means, amen. <laughs> you know, yes, to make somebody a king. You don't. The people, you know, people will respond to you based on your kindness, based on your goodness. You say something contrary tomorrow. The same very people will turn their back against you. Unstable emotion. As people, individuals have unstable emotion, so does nation have unstable emotion. Their emotion is played out in what they define all right, as policy. You want to know the emotion of a nation? Read their policy. You want to know how an, a nation feels about something? All right? Read their constitution. You will know what they believe, what they do not believe. You will know all right, what is controlling and regulating their emotion. Yes. We have to, in this season, begin to look into our life and ask ourselves what manner of men we want to be. What kind of people has God ordained and designed us for? There are two kinds of people living on earth. 
regardless of how we are all bound, amen, to, you know, to boundaries and all divided, amen, by culture, by ideologies and all of that. There are two basic kind of people living on earth today, amen. Those who are regulated by the values of the kingdom of God, amen, and that kingdom has its own emotion, has its own belief system, has its own economy, has its own leadership, you know, values, yes. And those who are living by the rule, amen, of the fallen system, and that, that itself is very complex. Because by the time you begin to study humanity, you begin to realize how complex even the fallen human nature is. So people from the West will tell you, but this is what we believe, da, 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 bo. but it's still, the, we, all of us are drinking from the same source. And then you come to Africa, oh no, but this is what we believe, this is how we do our own thing. No, if you look at the very core root of, amen, where you're drawing that idea, that sentiment from, is still from the fallen Adamic nature. And these are things that the church is yet to understand. So, <laughs> preaching the kingdom does not suffice it's not enough you've got to live out amen the kingdom through the values that defines your emotion through the values that defines amen your your psyche that defines your belief system by their fruits we will know them not by their lingua by their fruits the fruit speaks the fruit is the summation amen of our entire life of our entire being When you look at the fruits of a tree, you have not seen the tree. But when you see a gova, you see a mango, you know that this gova comes from a gova tree. This comes from a mango tree. That is an orange. It comes from an orange tree. A gova tree cannot produce, amen, a mango fruit. Come on, friends. You can be comfortable proclaiming and declaring the values of the kingdom anywhere you are in the world. And there is one single principle God uses to refine, amen, to change, to, to build people and to bring them into the kingdom. It is to, it's, it's called trial. God uses, Bible says, through trial, through persecution, we will enter the kingdom. <laughs> I did a, a write-up, an article years ago. How God uses trial. How God uses, you understand, the trials of life, the crisis of life. Alright? To bring everybody to what I call, you know, spiritual equalization. You're rich, you're poor, you're educated, you're not educated. Alright? You, you know, you know people in high places. If you come to Jesus Christ, meaning that you want to come into his kingdom, they will bring you through, amen, yes, a certain school that is called crisis. Crisis is not just about you being able to know or how to deal with life. No, it's about you coming to, amen, to the realm of what defines, what qualifies people to, amen, to be carriers of the values of the kingdom. Because through trial, you will know how to honor, how to respect people. You will know, amen, how to empathize with people. You will know how to express your priesthood. Hallelujah. Crisis is a powerful way, amen, of, of, of aligning people. When a rich man has gone through crisis of life, when that person sees people, amen, who are in need, he doesn't need to pray and say, oh, God, what should I do? Immediately he responds. And the response is always aligned because he's gone through. 
Jesus learned obedience by the things he suffered. Suffering is good. Suffering does not kill. It brings the best out of people. That is if, amen, they are taught. They are given a right understanding. Not this nonsense gospel they're preaching today. If you're going through something, then it's not of God. You're not in faith. No, who says? You're speaking something contrary to the word of God. God uses suffering, amen, to refine a nation, to refine a community, to refine a people. Yes. That's why we must not always be seeking for a bailout. Africa must break away from these aids we take from God knows where. Look at China. China is a reflection that when a nation goes through a hardship and the people are willing to learn, to grow, to develop, amen. Listen, things will turn around. China has some of, some of the best technology that even the Americans do not have it. That's the truth. When you talk about, amen, the gurus of construction today, globally, they are Chinese. Listen, not because they know God or they love God. And by the way, China houses some of the most powerful prophets and apostles globally. <laughs> you see, when you look at China all right, from a political eyes that the world wants us to see, you will be looking at Xi Jinping and you'll be looking at you know this socialist party system. But when you begin to interact, amen, with the spirit of that nation, you would have realized that whoa, there are kingdom treasure buried within hallelujah, the foundation of China. That's why the devil, why do you think the devil is fighting that nation tooth and nail? Because, amen, God's hand is upon that nation they call the nation of dragon. No, it's a nation that Christ wants to rule through. Are you getting something? There's a way we see things that must change our perspective. Whenever we see something, they, they're pointing, amen, you know, are evil and they're, they're, they're maligning and they're castigating and is wrong, is evil, that nation is evil then you better believe that there is something treasurable about that nation that the devil is seeking to destroy e.g. Nigeria there's no place you go to whenever you hear, oh Nigeria oh they are terrible people, oh they are drug pusher oh they are this, oh they are loud oh, it's because there is something amen, that speaks into the value of the kingdom embedded within that nation that the devil wants to destroy got to learn to see things through the eyes of God. Through the eyes of the Spirit. When your idea and ideology about a place, a people, a nation is defined by what you read, what you see or on social media or what you know people are projecting but you do not have the eyes of the Spirit to see what people are not seeing, then you have been captured by the Spirit of the age. Why we look not to what man wants us to see? What is it about this nation that is different? What is it about Nigeria? And of course, you know, I'm not saying that because I come from Nigeria. Of course, I'm proud of my country. But I'm telling you, Nigeria made me. I'm from that stock. And I can tell you, my mother's not all gal. Out of that contradiction comes, hallelujah, yes, an understanding of what kingdom value is all about. That to which the devil, hallelujah, tag and, and, and define as evil. Don't touch it. That is what you want to uncover. Hallelujah. That's how we think in the kingdom. Consider it pure joy. You have the capacity 
to look at things and go beyond the veneer and go beyond the narrative amen and and search out what is embedded why did they reject jesus because amen it's mannerism you understand it's persona does not reflect leadership everything that jesus did and represent was castigated rejected he doesn't have the courage of a leader he doesn't look like one even look at where he come from but he came from amen the tribe of david but they refused to see that they rejected him they refused him they denounced him yet he is king he is god manifested in the human form you would have walked past me and disdained me to your own detriment because you cannot see what this man carries because I am as normal and ordinary as any ordinary person all right with a bedroom slippers walk on the street what I wear what you see amen does not tamper with what I carry on the inside. It's a day we have to see beyond the veneer. We have to see beyond the lies. We have to see beyond the makeup. You have to see beyond the, you know, the mascara. You have to see beyond the veneer. All of that is called cosmos. You've got to see beyond the cosmetics. You've got to be able to see deep into the spirit. A man is not known by what they manifest. People are known and an honor by what they carry on the inside. And oftentimes the devil, <clears throat> he knows what we carry on the inside. And that's why <laughs> he releases all hell against us. Perhaps the reason why you're going through what you're going through that looks as if it's going to kill you is because of what you carry. Everyone that have ever carried a vision, carried a dream, our chief target of the enemy is not just seeking to kill you he wants to kill what you carry on the inside you know how many babies die when Moses was born you know how many babies die when Jesus was born God wants to calibrate our, our sight in this season but we have to keep our focus on Jesus what do you see the revelation looking at this word quickly let's finish this this is the revelation Jesus of Jesus Christ which God gave have you seen that look at that only God can give you the revelation of the son flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father in heaven that's what they said to Peter it wasn't your cleverness that brought this concept flesh and blood has not revealed this if you are looking for flesh and blood to reveal things to you henceforth know you know man after the flesh we used to know Jesus after the flesh the days where we know people we identify people via the spirit are upon us or else you're going to be making bad investment you're going to be making bad decision you're going to be turning away that which God is sending you on your way you're going to be rejecting that which God has approved because you're trying to sample things Many of the trials we claim we are going through, amen. Yes, they are blessing in disguise. They are recalibrating your sight. They are redefining your priority. They want you to see things from a new light, from a new height. 
crisis as a way of bringing the best out of us and also the worst out of us if we allow it. This is the revelation of Jesus which God gave to, to him to show to his servant. Friends, you want to know Christ, you've got to engage the Father. What must soon come to pass? He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John who testified to everything John, listen, this is it. He testified to everything he saw. Want to be a faithful, amen, testifier of Jesus. Embrace the day. Embrace the moment. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And any prophet, maybe listening to me, watching me will know that the times of crisis is the best time to advance, to mature, to calibrate, to reorder, to build, to empower the prophetic spirit. The best of your life comes out of crisis because crisis shifts you, shift your attention to Jesus. Crisis take people away from Christ. Crisis causes people <clears throat> to chase religion, to chase, you understand, superstition, to chase things that will further, you know, drive them away from God. <clears throat> when the world faces crisis, they look for answer. They go look for the witch of Endom. <clears throat> They are looking for a solution from a place that God has not ordained. But when crisis pushes you to Christ, to his will, to his word, I'm telling you, your spirit will start to grow. You will, you will start to mature and develop. Something about your life, hallelujah, will begin to amen, come to the point of enhancement. It's about perception. Perception is the way God wants you to look at life. It's not how the dictionary defines it. Perception is about how God wants you to look at life. Look at yourself. Look at your condition. And respond. He testified to everything he saw. This is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. <clears throat> That's the summary. What I've just read is the entire is the summary of the entire book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is not about dragon. It's not about the end time. It's not about the Antichrist. It's not, it's not about, you know, Israel bombing Hamas and Hamas trying to wipe up Israel. It's not about Iran. It's not about all of these crazy things. Yes, everybody have their place in God's prophetic agenda. <clears throat> but the book of Revelation and the entire Bible, amen, from Genesis, is about one hero, one person, one, amen, one, one figure. It's called Jesus Christ. The enemy would do anything and everything to shift our focus of Jesus. So within the crisis of men, 
They want us to magnify, amplify, and reveal Christ. And your life and mine is the portal of the expression of Jesus. Your life and mine is the portal, at the portal. Our life was designed to reveal the glory of God. And the best time we see glory is in the midst of darkness. The best time to appreciate glory is in the midst of crisis. I mean, if you've, if you've been in, in a desert for three days and suddenly you meet somebody who offers you a bottle of water, that is glory. <laughs> Just imagine the way that person will feel. You've been in the desert. You are near death experience. And suddenly somebody appeared and offered you a bottle of water. I mean, there are no words to define how you're going to feel. <clears throat> that is how our life ought to be to the world. That is what God designed our life, amen, for. That as the world goes through all this confusion, <clears throat> uncertainty, and they feel with all kinds of trauma, we come and we offer them Jesus Christ. Listen. Don't say they won't believe. I'm saying you offer them the real thing. That person could be an atheist in the desert. That person could be a man, a Shinto, or, you know, and a Muslim. You understand? You know, some Hare Krishna, you know, some devil worshiper. But if that person has been in the desert for three days without water, and you turn up. And you say, here is water. <laughs> and that person said, um, excuse me. Yeah, I, oh, thank you for the water. But are you a Christian? You don't start asking. You've offered life. That All that person wants is life. That person grabs it and starts thanking you. Before that person finished thanking you, you'll have said, no, it's not me. You thank the Lord is the gospel. That is what we saw happen in the book of Acts. When they saw what, amen, Paul and Silas and the company began to do. They said, these are gods. The gods have come down in the likeness of men. They thought that, you know, these people wanted to start worshipping Paul and they, they thought their clothes and said, no, it's not us. We have not shown the world the real thing. We've shown them religion called Christianity. Yet we are not followers of Christ ourselves. We've shown them ceremony. We've shown them the bigger, the the the, the biggest church. <laughs> Go to Germany, Cologne, you will see you will see cathedral. Go to Italy, Rome, you will see cathedrals. Go to U UK, you will see cathedrals. People don't learn. <laughs> People are sick, big, big, building big things. That in few years are, are, are going to become hollow, empty. When you are a carrier of Christ, no matter where you turn up, 
people will people will trung you. You know, your life will attract people like a magnet. When you walk past a coffee shop, the presence of God will pass by. Anyone seeking light will pursue you. They can't resist a carrier of Christ because they are carrying crisis and they need somebody to help them take the weight, take the load of them. So, you've got to take your eyes off yourself and say, Lord, I need your presence more than before. Even through what I'm going through, I need you to be glorified. So, when I go out today, wherever I am, I want my life to display your glory. The glory of God will not be reflected when there are blemishes, spot wrinkles, and all kinds of bitterness, hatred, unforgiveness, pride, anger, perversion, carnality in our life. How can the glory of God be manifest? How can Jesus reveal himself? Today, we are all asking, where is Jesus? Where is Christ? We've done all kinds of things. Now we've turned the church to an entertainment center. Now we feed people entertainment. We do all kinds of things just to keep the people calm. It's time we go back and fetch him. They've left him behind. It's time. Amen. We've run out of wine. We need the real thing now. Thank God we've run out of wine so we can get the real thing. And the master of ceremony says, you've kept the best for last. Friends, these are are the days of glory. These are days, amen, of the best. God wants to reveal himself through your life and mine. God wants to display his splendor through your life and mine. But I want to ask you, are you ready for what God wants to do? Because listen, if you're not ready to seek him diligently with all your heart, you won't find him. The things of God are not stones, they are treasure. Stones that are treasure. If you want to find them, you've got to dig deep. When you are ready for God, heaven will know. When you're ready for the truth, heaven will know. Even while you're driving and things are difficult, you'll still be singing the song of Zion. (laughs) The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord. While you're driving and you know you're feeling the pain, by the time you know it, transformation takes place in your life. You can sing your own way to healing. You can sing your life to deliverance. It's all about perception. If you allow the weight, the, the, the challenges of the times, amen, to weigh you down, you will crumble. But if you allow whatever you're going through to just pass through you, after all, my life is a channel. <laughs> okay, pass through. But you can't stay. Hallelujah. God is calling us to a new day. And there are things we just have to leave behind as we press on, as we press into him, as we seek his ways, as we seek his voice, as we say, Lord, this is the day where I want to behold you. I want to see your face. I want to see your glory. Let Christ be amplified in my life, in everything I do. 
I want you, Lord, to take your seat, take resident. Every aspect of my being, I surrender them. My life, I surrender them. I'm not seeking my own protection. You are my protector. You are my provision. You are my vision. I want to see you. I want to hear you. Touch my ears to hear your sound. That when I hear your footstep walking in the garden, I don't want to go into hiding. Help me, Lord. Grace me, Lord. Strengthen me, Lord. Because your kingdom gets to manifest through a people. This is the only reason why I'm praying for myself because I want your kingdom to be manifest through my life. I surrender myself to you. I yield every part of my being to you this day as a living sacrifice. I come. I lay on the altar. Let my life become a vapor. Let my life become an incense rising up to you, O God. I offer my life, O God, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Take me, use me for your glory. Make me, oh God, this day carry, yes, a word of hope, a word of change, a word of transformation, a word of reformation. I want to be your evangelist. I want to be able to carry and and offer a word. Words in due season to anyone out there who may need it. When people come into my into my atmosphere, into into my, yes, domain. Let them feel it. Let them hear. Let them see it. Let them touch it. It's about you, Jesus. Have your way in my life. Regardless of where I am, I want to make a difference. I want to make an impact. Lord, deliver me from selfishness and self-centeredness. You have called me to seek your kingdom. I cannot seek your kingdom if you are not king over my life. So take your seat. Take resident. King Jesus, reign in me. Reign through me. Show me the path, the way to your righteousness. I yield myself. I surrender my life to you. Come, have your way take your place it's not about me it's about you it's all about Jesus be formed in me guide me in the path show me the way consider my life as a vessel that is worthy to be used of evil God make me oh God to understand that there is pure joy even in that which may look contrary that which may sound Yes, contrary. That which, oh Father, may reflect pain. Help me to see. Help me to hear your voice. Even in that which, I will normally, willingly refuse. James 1 verse 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and my sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish his work so that you may be mature and complete. Not lacking anything. I don't want to lack anything. Let the values of your kingdom be complete in me. 
Let the values, yes, of manhood be complete in me. Let the values of your nature be complete in me. I surrender my life. I dedicate and rededicate myself to you today. Today. Make me yours. Choose me among them that you have found worthy to stand for you today. Oh, Jesus, my Savior, my Lord, my King, my Master, have your way in my life. May I continue to see you. Even in that which may look like a prison, let me see you there. So I can use that moment in prison to minister to fellow prisoners there. Yes. I can be in an hospital, lying on the bed. Let me use that period to pray for those in hospital because my case is different. Don't you know that sometimes God will put you in certain situations. It's called intercession. Intercession can take you to an hospital. <laughs> oh my word. Intercession can put you in an awkward position. You can find yourself in a prison. So to minister to somebody in prison. But when all you see is prison. I mean hey, me in prison. Ah, then you're blind. You don't see what God wants to do in your life. You can't see it. Because you're an intercession, they will put you, amen, in situation that you're asking, how in the world did I get here? No, it's not about you. You're just a vessel. They want you to go and see something. Intercession sometimes means feeling, amen, what others are feeling. Because how can you pray for people if you don't know, amen, what they're going through? I mean, I've been through so many things in this past few months that has taken me from this point to this point in the things of the Spirit. Jesus was tempted at all points, yet without sin. Any kind of temptation you can think of. I remember Jesus was Jesus was single, he was not married. So his temptation is on another, another level. What kind of a what kind of a Christ? What kind of, oh well he's God, but it was God, amen, in human flesh. So when Mary Magdalene was washing, amen, the feet of Jesus and using her hair, amen, yes, to wipe, you know, the feet of Jesus, don't tell me that, well, Jesus is just standing like a wood there. Every part of his, of his humanity kicked into action and he was able to regulate the temptation. Like, Are you? Let her finish her ministry so that I also can be perfected. Or else... He will be an unworthy and unfaithful high priest. You will be tested, amen, in the area of your sexuality, in the area of your manhood, in the area of your... Listen, they will not overlook it. They will not bypass it. If they know that the enemy can get you, amen, through the opposite sex, they will continue to, amen, to test you in that area until you can say, now I am free. If it's an issue of money, they will continue to use money, yes, to test you until you are able to say, no, I'm free. Money has no more hold over me. The opposite sex has no more hold over me. Pornography has no more hold over me. You understand? Yes. Need has no... Need can bring people to their knees to compromise. Needs has no more hold over me. Some people, their problem is they cannot move, you know, from that 
you know, four bedroom apartment to, to two bedroom apartment that they will bring you there. So that when they give you a mansion, when they give you a mansion, you will not think you've arrived. You will know why they give you a mansion. It's to assist others who may be in need, hallelujah, of a place to lay their head. This is why, you know, our people go bonkers when God bless them. You know, they put a little money in their hand. Oh, they go crazy. Why? Because they've not been tested. They are not priests. That's why they will squander the resources of God. They will abuse people that God brings into their life. Grace and gift God brings into their life. They will squander them, use them and abuse them and send them away. Because they don't know what it means to be a faithful priest, to be a faithful, you know, stewards. We are stewards of the things of God. We are stewards. So don't think you've arrived. Don't think it's about you. It's not about you. <laughs> it's not about you. All that I'm going through is not about me. It's about posterity. Can you see posterity? I didn't say prosperity. <laughs> Lest you think <laughs> I said posterity. Amen. It's about those coming behind you. You're leaving a trail. You're leaving a track for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They will bring you to your knees until you surrender. Whatever you want to do with my life, God do it. It's not about me again. Don't, don't lie to yourself. You know it's about you. Reason why you you cry your no you know it, it, because you're trying to protect something. There's something you think that is so valuable about your life that you have not factored Christ into. So that's the reason why I can speak like this because when God makes you, when God calls you into His priesthood, which everyone who give their life, Amen, have been invited into, they will take you through some things. You, I'm telling you, you will begin to scratch your head. If Jesus was humiliated, do you think you're going to escape it? If Jesus was rejected, do you think you're going to escape it? I've not preached anything outside the word of God. I'm still within the context of the word of God. In fact, I'm done. I'm just encouraging somebody who may need this last part. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We seek your face. We are searching for you in the land of the living, in the land, yes, that is, that is barren, in a, in a dry and tasty land. We are seeking for you. We want you. We thirst for you. We quest for you. May heaven continue to adjust our, our perceptions. May they continue to adjust our sight so we can Embrace our day with joy. Hallelujah. Consider it pure joy. Hallelujah. May we be armed with the revelation of Jesus. May we see him. This is what the church needs. Because the church is the answer to a world that is desperately seeking answer. Father, we thank you. <clears throat> Oh, come on, friends. Let's rejoice in the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. When Nehemiah broke the word, excuse me, Ezra, when he broke the word to the people in exile, 
<laughs> and it began to elevate the word to another level. The Bible said the people broke down in tears. He said, don't cry. This is not the day of weeping. This is the day of joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. Through the ministry of the word of God, joy brought, broke forth among, among the people. This is the day of joy, friends. Consider it pure joy. When you face many trials, diverse trials of temptation, consider it. We consider Jesus high and lifted up. Our, our chief high priest, our faithful high priest, we seated at the, at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. We embrace your joy. We embrace your voice. We embrace your dealings. We choose your ways above the ideas of men. We choose your ways above, amen, the contradictions and the trial, the pain, the traumas. We choose your way, Jesus, for your way is the way of truth. Hallelujah. We glorify you. This is the gospel truth. This is the key to the kingdom. Friends, thank you once again for joining us this morning. What a time again. We had a beautiful time yesterday night. Just interacting with the mind of the Lord. And getting to understand the speakings of God for the season. And this morning again, the Lord continued to speak to us. May you keep the word before your eyes. May you hide the word in your heart. So you don't sin against the Lord. David said, your word have I hidden in my heart. That I may not sin against you. Friends, thank you. God bless you. We'll see you again, I believe, very soon. Continue to manifest Christ within the crisis of the day. Let Christ be glorified. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye.